Are we live? Are we live? Man, you already know what it is, man. It's your boy, Mr. Williams. I talk gray. And I'm here with the queen, Charlie. Sorry, I'll just get ready Charlie. to mess up your name. <laughs> Charlie. Charlie? Mm -hmm. Okay. Charlie, I like that. <laughs> I see you shining over there. You bling blinging. Damn. A little bit. A little something, something. Okay, okay, okay. So this is your first podcast. Yep. This is my first podcast. Thank you for having me. Of course. I appreciate it. Okay, real. of course. You know what I'm saying? We got to get some business going on in the building. Yeah, and we're going to try. Yeah. I saw you at the uh, Boss Up Conference the other day. Yep. Went to the Boss Up Conference in Atlanta with uh -huh. Rick Ross. And How was that? Man, amazing. It was about seven point what, $7 billion worth of network in the room? Not million, billion. Yeah. You know what I'm Because, you know, Ross by himself, he about a hundred million man alone. Yeah. Then you got his partner, Brett, who is the owner of Bel Air Rose. And uh -huh. um, he's over Bamboo. He's about worth $3.1 billion. Wow. Yeah. So it's real big money. So how you get in a room like that? I had to pay. Let us know. I had to pay to get in that room. <laughs> you had to pay? Yes. Um, To do the membership, it was $25,000. 25k? It was 25. Holy ish. Yep. Hey. Big money in the building. I ain't gonna say big money, but you know, <laughs> I'm about we gotta put some respect on <laughs> it. I'm about proximity. So I'm okay with spending cuz for me it's an investment in myself. Okay. And you know, if you're trying to get to a certain level, you have to be okay with investing in yourself. So yeah. I didn't look at it like, okay, I'm spending this money. I looked at it like, okay, I'm going to invest this money and how am I going to leverage this opportunity to make more money? Okay. You know what I'm saying? So give me a rundown. How was the conference? Like what was the the meat of it? Okay. So it was a three day conference. It was at his mansion in Atlanta. So um, you got to stay there? No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Like what no, came no. with that 25K? No, like room and board? No, no, you do get food. We had lobster. We oh, had that lobster? Yeah, they laid it out for a girl now. What? Um, yeah, but um, Grant Cardone was there. Maverick Carter, um, LeBron's right-hand man was there. Uh-huh. Um, you had, uh, man, the guy who owns um, Rap Snacks. I forget his name. Oh, snap. He was there. It was a lot of movers and shakers. You know, okay. to talk to his sister, everybody who he partners with behind the scenes, who mm -hmm. runs his empire. Um, talk to different entrepreneurs from entrepreneurs from different um, walks of life. Yeah, yeah. You know, just to see how they got to their journey, and okay. then also being able to connect with other millionaires. No, facts. Like that's what I was there for. Like, yeah. you, I tell even my followers and people. My clients and my mentees, like if you're trying to get somewhere, you need to get uh, get the roadmap to the destination with people that already been there. No, facts, you know? facts, so facts. So for me, that's what it was more about. Okay, no, yeah. that's awesome, man. And you put up yeah. 25K, so you believe. Oh, yeah. I in believe you... in me, baby. I'm a bet on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man? Facts, so, facts, facts. Yeah, and it wasn't easy now because I, I think I was the last person to damn pay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I even stood up and said it like, listen, I was like, Everybody had like their own little presentation board yeah, for yeah, yeah. Man, I ain't had none of that. I was like, dog, I just gave y'all twenty five thousand. I'm ain't in the rich. building. I'm just here. Yeah, I, and that's what it is. It's like do it broke, do it scared, do it however, but just do it. And I bet it on me. Damn, yeah. no, that's yo. We gotta we gotta clap it up with that one. <laughs> yo, twenty five k. She betted on herself, yeah. put herself in the room. But she, that's the second twenty five k. My first twenty five k was with my mentor. Spectacular. I've invested over fifty thousand dollars in myself this year. Wow! So, myself. how important is it to have a mentor? Um, it's very important. Think about it like, okay, Michael Jordan, he had Phil Jackson. Yeah. You know, Kobe looked up to Michael Jordan to mentor him. LeBron rubbed shoulders with you know Kobe. 
Yeah. Like, you need a mentor. Like, they're going to help you on that journey. You're paying for their mistakes, not necessarily for their success. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For them to, you know, be complimentary to your, you know, to where you're trying to go on yeah. your path. Because okay. who you going to call, like, my mentor was like, well, who you going to call if you get a $100,000 problem? Who you going to call if you get a million dollar problem? Mm. Like, I ain't got nobody to call. No, Ooh. facts, facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so okay. it, was, it was about that, but it's cool. Okay, no, I like that. Okay, <laughs> being able to invest in yourself is so important. I, I tell a lot of people that that's trying to get into business, you know, you got to be willing to invest in yourself. Yeah. You know, you can't try to always get the hookup and cut corners. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let's take it back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Where are you from? I'm from, well, I'm from Memphis and Miami. I tell everybody. Really? Because you sound yeah. kind of, I, I hear the Miami, the 305 yeah. in you. Yeah, but um, Memphis, I graduated from high school in Memphis. Okay. Um, my mom and my family is originally from Memphis, and my daddy is from Miami. So every time they break up and get back together, depending on <laughs> how the hell they was feeling, that's who, that's what we were saying. My mama break up my daddy, we going back to Memphis. Go to yeah. my grandma's house. Then they get back together, we back in Miami. So it was a lot of back and forth. So I did schooling in both. But okay. after having my children, I actually was living in Memphis and caught a Greyhound bus back to Miami with $50 in my pocket. I was like 20. It was the day after Christmas. I was 20 years old, and I was like, man, I'm out of here. I don't want to stay in Memphis no more. I got to go. Why? Yeah, Because it was just too depressing. Um, mm. It was very gloomy. It got really gloomy in the wintertime, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And I went through a lot. Like, it's just a lot of warehouse jobs in Memphis, a lot of industrial work. And I was like, my last job there, I was working at, like, UPS or some shit like that. And I was oh. like, man, this can't be it for me. This can't be. I'm in yeah. here loading boxes on a truck. Like, this cannot be my life. Like, I'm 20 years old. I got two children. And life just wasn't looking right. So I was like, you know, I'm going back to Miami. I'm going to stay with my daddy. I'm out of here. Okay. So you so, didn't, so no college? You didn't no go to college? college. Nobody's okay. college. I'm self-taught entrepreneur. I'm a first-generation entrepreneur. You know, first entrepreneur in my family to hit 100000 a million. Like, that's, wow. you know, actually in this that's year, it's my first year hitting a million. Congratulations yeah. on that. Okay. Yeah, I'm proud of that, you know. Yeah, you know, no, you got to be. I hit it. That don't mean I profited it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's just me being transparent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So where were you when the light bulb went off, when you was like, yo, I got to do better than this? Um, I was at work. Okay. I was at work. Like, I can't do this no more. I'm like, man, it's cold. I'm tired. I'm hot. I can't do this. But I've, had a lot, I've had a lot of jobs. You know what I'm saying? I done worked from, you name it, McDonald's, UPS, Blue Cross Blue Shield. Okay. Every damn job you could think of, I probably didn't held it. Because yeah. my last career job, I was a police officer. I did that for 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so you was so, a popo? Yep. I was I was what they call it, 950. <laughs> 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 oh, I was out what? here protected and serving. Okay. Doing a little bit of arresting. Oh, what? I, I can't even see that. I did it. But wow. I was, but see, the thing is, I come from a family of criminals, so I know how to deal with criminals. <laughs> so I wasn't out there fighting and tasing people and shit. I knew how to go out here and use my verbal judo and be like, dog, just chill. So I don't feel okay. like going to the jail today. Like, yeah. Come on, not. All right, come and on. So, hey, and it worked out. So do you think a person can be successful working at a 9 to 5? Um, you can be successful, but you need to supplement that income. I feel mm -hmm. like you can't 9 to 5 your way to wealth. Uh, no, okay. That's okay. just. You know, me being transparent. But yeah. I would be a hypocrite saying that I'm so anti-9 to 5 because my husband still works. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, okay. he's been on his job for 26, going on 27 years. Because I always hear, you know, you get to be Simone's, oh, I can't, you know, if I'm an entrepreneur, my husband got to be, yes. I can't be with a worker. Them benefits come in handy. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I will say, you know what I'm saying? Like, the nine to five, especially in his, he's been there 27 years. It has done what it needed to do. You know okay. what I'm saying? All right. And I am a firm believer that you can't nine to five your way to wealth. But be Simone, life is different from, from mine. Me and my husband started from the ground floor. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, we started, we came up in the trenches together. Okay. So, I'm not, and I'm not going to be a hypocrite. All my family still work. But I do tell them you need to find a way to get you some more income. You need to you need to invest. You need to find a way to supplement that income if you're going to stay on your job. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, don't make that your only way. Yeah. Why do you think having conversations about finances is so such of a struggle in our culture? Um, because we are all, we the last ones on the totem pole. We behind the eight ball when it comes to finances. Yeah. You know, nobody talks about it. We are a nation. It's, we are a community of workers. You know, so I know we say we're a nation, but we really a community of workers. Like when you graduate from high school, the first thing somebody tell you to do, either go get you a government job or take your ass to the military or go to college. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those are your three options. It's never go be an entrepreneur, go start you a successful business, go do this, go do that. Like that's not the conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, so even me, when I first graduated from high school, it was like, oh, well, where you finna go work at? Like, oh, you finna go to the army? You going to the Navy? Yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah. And if it ain't that, it's, oh, well, you should go to the post office and get you a job. Oh, you should go, because a government job in our community, like, once you get hired by the post office or police officer or anything government-related, you a public servant, oh, you done hit the jackpot. You yeah, a yeah, oh, fighter, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got <laughs> like, good benefits. I'm telling you, so for us, we care, we care more about the stability and the benefits than we do about creating the wealth. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's not a conversation that's had. In most black families, you know, especially like a good 10 years ago, just as early as 10 years ago, five years ago, nobody's having those type of conversations. Now, no facts. That dynamic is now changing because more young people, especially with the explosion of social media or exploring their options with entrepreneurship. Like exactly. getting a job ain't even, my girls don't work. They 23 and 21. Hold on. You got 23 year old? Yeah. What? She does Airbnb. <laughs> Get the yeah. hell out of here. Her name is Airbnb Hottie. On TikTok. Airbnb hottie? Yeah. Oh, oh, you don't even look like <laughs> yeah, a mom. I am, yeah. I got too many dango kids. What? <laughs> <laughs> so what business did you start off in? What was I your first started, business that you started? My first business, like most black people, I had me a, uh, what do they call it? A, um, a damn uh, event planner. So I was planning parties. You know okay. And then I actually had like a, it, I was doing little girls parties called Fashion Rocks. I was featured on the news and everything with that business. And it was just too much because mm -hmm. I didn't know how to create a system. Like, you know, a, mm -hmm. a lot of black business owners, we start out, we're very solopreneur. Okay. Like we don't have a team, you know, in the beginning. And I didn't understand like, operation systems, how to run a team. Yeah. I started out with event planning, moved from event planning. I did, God damn it, what I did. I had a bakery. What? <laughs> that didn't. That you was, was baking cookies? I ain't never baked a day in my life. <laughs> so how but you, so how you got mind, a baking business listen, and you're not baking? In my mind, I was going to open up. I was going to be the million dollar baker. You know what I'm saying? Because I had watched another black baker in Atlanta, Cami Cakes. Okay. And I was like, I was inspired by her story. I was a police officer at the time when I decided I wanted to open up my bakery. Okay. And I was like, man, I'm going to get this bakery up and running. My, I ain't even the cook of the family, let alone damn baking. But it did good. It did really well until I opened the second location. And okay. that's when I ran into issues because here we go again with the system, the cash flow, yeah. not leveraging credit, not having enough capital. Most businesses fail within that first five years because you don't have enough capital. And I just didn't understand the dynamics of business. Like okay. That. And it was it was a, a, a successful failure. Okay. Okay. No, you, you're right. I tell people all that all the time. You got to learn from your failures. Yeah. So you said leveraging your credit, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that's a sticky kind of subject with people. Yeah. I don't know why. 
But okay, so t- tell me about how do you leverage your credit to use it for your business? Because the bank should be your sugar daddy or your sugar mama. Know what I'm saying? Like, really? Use they money. Like, why would I come borrow money from you when I can go to the bank? Mm-hmm. I can pay interest on the money, get it from them. I ain't got to worry about them talking shit about me behind my back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can use this money, I can and I can leverage it and pay them back in small increments. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's smart to stay as liquid as possible. The name of the game is liquidity. You want to stay liquid, so you use the bank's money to leverage that to go and create you some wealth. And then remember, you don't pay taxes on debt. So when you go to the bank and get money, you don't have to pay taxes on that money because it's debt. You just accumulated debt with that. Yeah. You know? So that's the smart way to do it. That's how the wealthy get wealthier. Like okay. they don't um when Jerry Jones built the Dallas Cowboy AT&T Stadium, he didn't use his own money to do that. You know, when the they build these condos in Miami, that the the builder doesn't use their own money. They go to a bank or they you know, they use get other investors and yeah. they use somebody else's money. Whether it's the bank's money or somebody else's money, it's other people's money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you know when you said the word debt, you mm-hmm. know, that's kind of scary to people. So is there really such a thing as good debt and bad debt? There's Definitely a such thing as good debt. Good debt is debt that you're going to use to create more wealth. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like, that's, de- that's, that's money that you're going to, when you create debt, you're going to use that debt to make money off of it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then you can lower your tax liability as well. So that's why it's very important to have you an accountant on your team. But you mm. debt, you can't be afraid of debt. Debt is what's going to help you build wealth. Like, now, if you're taking debt to go buy you a purse or go shopping, go on a vacation, now, unless you're buying a designer purse, you're going to resell that purse for a higher value than what you yeah. paid for it for. Yeah. Now, that's different. You know what I'm saying? But if you're just going out here just balling out of control, like popping bottles, now, that's not good debt. We're talking about you're going to go and buy a house and you're going to pull the equity out of said property. Now, okay. good debt. You know what I'm saying? Debt. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, because you know when you people hear that word, it's like, oh, I don't want to yeah. be in a debt. Da, 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 da. Yeah, bring it on, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know they have those people that say they could fix your credit and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Do you believe in that? I used to be one of them people. Really? I'm still one of them people. I mean, because... <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't talk about no credit repair people over here now. I mean, <laughs> does, does that really work? It does work. It does work. Because the thing is, as there are consumer laws that work in your favor. Now, uh-huh. prior to um, jumping into the whole Airbnb game, I was really big on credit. This is how I actually got introduced to Airbnb. Okay. Um, what happened was, and for myself and my clients, I was getting money from them, right? From the banks. We're talking about $50,000, 75000 in funding, 100000 in funding. They didn't know what to do with the money. Mm-hmm. Most of them wanted to jump into real estate, a form of real estate, but we wanted a low-entry barrier into real estate. Yeah. So Airbnb was that perfect vehicle. So we would take the money and say, all right, bet, we're going to do a turnkey. I'll just, you give me this amount, and then I'll go out here and I'll get the unit together for you. I'll furnish it. I'll put the team together. I'll do the master lease under me, sub-lease it to you. We'll do an agreement. And now you can make this money work for you versus just now because board money becomes spent money and you ain't going to know what to do with it. No, facts. Yeah. Okay, because, I mean. But credit repair does work because you can dispute anything on your credit. Like, But how, you can, how can you dispute it if I actually did it? It doesn't matter. That's like saying I committed a murder. It ain't what they know is what they can prove. You know what I'm saying? Ah. In the court of law, we are innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> <laughs> so going, so I equate credit repair like going to court. You know what I'm saying? It ain't okay. what we know. I'm not admitting to anything. The thing is, can you prove that I own this debt? Can you validate it? How do you know it's mine? And if you can't prove it, then you need to erase it. It's no, it's the same concept of going ah. to court. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like I'm the, yeah, you the plaintiff. You know, um. I'm sorry, you're the victim, they're the plaintiff, I'm your, def- I'm your defense attorney. I'm here to defend whatever actions they say that you did. Yeah. Simple as that. 
Okay. Yeah. So when I called these uh, debtors and I paid it off and I'm like, yo, I give you 200 because I owed like maybe 500. That was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they was going to do a pay for deletion. Know what I'm saying? Like, okay. But yeah, we ain't doing no calling. We writing letters and we like, we're making you verify and validate and tell us, does this debt belong to us? And if it doesn't, and you can't prove it, then you and then remember, it's not even if, if it belongs to you. If anything is even reporting incorrectly or inaccurately, mm. that is grounds to have it removed. If a, if a date is wrong, if the amount, the balance due really? is incorrect, yes. You any like anything, if they have sold this debt to another creditor and then it's reporting twice by the original uh-huh. debtor and the creditor, like th- those are grounds. So there's plenty of laws. You have the Fair Credit Reporting Act that you have in your favor as a consumer yeah. that you can have things removed from your credit. So okay. if you get you a reputable legit person they can really fix your credit how long does this process take though um realistically i always tell my clients three to six months your credit didn't go bad overnight it won't get fixed overnight um usually three months is like that period where you start getting attraction yeah from sending off the letters but six months is usually like a a, a good time a good okay it can happen sooner but we want to be transparent and realistic with results okay so can you get business credit if your personal credit is jacked up you can but business really? per, but business credit and personal credit are cousins you can because there are some instances where you can get business credit without doing what's called a pg personal guarantee so mm-hmm. you can um but and then you can also do vendor accounts like you can do uline you can do quill um you can do trade lines like that okay. but you want to eventually get your personal credit where it needs to be because if you're trying to get access to cash lines through like the big boys pnc american express well, Spark, all them, they're going to pull that personal credit back. Yeah. So you ain't going to be able to get around it. Okay. You get your uncle that was on crack and then using his credit and fix that up. <laughs> okay, okay. And use them as your credit investor. Okay. So if I make a large purchase mm-hmm. on my credit card, right, should I pay it back all in one lump sum or should I make multiple payments over time? Um, The thing is, it, it goes by... It's your overall utilization. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So me personally, I pay it back in increments. I may send like one lot, like a, a like maybe two installments to pay it down. Okay. But you also want to be careful with utilization when it comes to credit because that can lower your score on the personal side. Now, if you mm-hmm. do a large purchase on the business side, it does not matter because utilization is not a factor when it comes to. Um, business credit okay you know what i'm saying so that's okay. the difference like on the personal credit if you make a large purchase and you go below that um you go above that 30 percent utilization rate yeah then your your personal credit score will drop okay. but on the business side it's not really a, a big factor it's not a big factor yeah. okay so how can you turn your credit into cash you can liquidate you can liquidate the card or you can, um, what you can do is you can do a purchase. You can actually do purchases off the car. So, and then in some cases, now if you go and do a balance, if you go and do it like a um, cash out on the cars, they will charge you like a higher interest rate. Yeah. So you have to be careful, you know? So it depends on what you're trying to buy. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, but in most cases, everybody taking credit cards out here. So why you just ain't going to use the card? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. you, can, you can still use your card. So is Credit Karma a good, reputable site to... I'm not going to say it's not reputable. What happens is Credit Karma is a solicitation site. So what happens is the banks and the creditors, they pay to get for you to get your free credit score because they want to solicit you. What, um, with Credit Karma, they use what's called a Vantage score. They don't use your FICO score. So mm. with the Vantage score, it's, it's scored very differently from Advantage FICO. Vantage score? Vantage. Yeah, Vantage, Vantage. 3.0. I ain't never even yeah. heard of Because it. it's two different scoring models. You got Vantage, you got three point, and you got FICO. FICO is like the oldest girl on the block. She like the Beyonce. Vantage okay. is more like Rihanna. 
You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, you know, Vantage got more power. She like, no, no offense to Rihanna now, because I love me so Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like, I be trying to break it down in layman's terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with FICO, you know, most lenders, about 80 to 90% of lenders are using that FICO score. That's your actual tr- true score. So you can get that FICO score from um, FICO. myfico.com. You can go to Experian.com and pull mm-hmm. all three. You can go to Equifax. You can even go directly to TransUnion. With Vantage, with Credit Karma, the difference is you're only going to get your Equifax and your TransUnion score, first of all. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, that scoring the scoring models are a little bit differently. Okay. So, like the variables that are used to calculate the FICO score are different from what's used to calculate the Vantage score. So, Vantage sometimes is a little bit more favorable. So, your scores may be higher when you pull up Credit Karma. Yeah. And then what happens is they're gonna say you pre-approved for this, and you can get this, and you can get that. But when you actually go to the bank and do the application, they're gonna use the FICO score to mm-hmm. approve it. So, it's kind of hypocritical, and it puts you in. It, it's it's very like um like. It's not very, it's not accurate at all. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you want to use your FICO scores. Before you apply for anything, you want to go to FICO. Okay, FICO. Yeah. Okay, all right. Let me make sure I jot that down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now, if you just want to see what's on the profile and what's yeah. reporting, it's okay to look at Credit Karma. But I'll keep in mind, you're not going to see the true score and you're not going to see all three reports. You're only going to get two. Yeah. Out okay. of the three. Okay. And you said the FICO we'll is give, the most important. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're buying a car, you're getting the bank, you're getting the mortgage loan. Yeah. And then remember, there's different FICO scores. There's about 18 different variations of your FICO score. Some banks may use FICO 4. Some banks may be using FICO 8, FICO 2. So, you you know, if you can figure out which FICO model they're using, that would be amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. See, most people don't know that. They think, oh, it's just one score. Yeah. Now, the I latest version right now, I think it's FICO 10 or FICO 10T. But most lenders right now are still using FICO 8. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even know that. I thought it was only one FICO. No, 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 no. There's 18 different versions of the FICO score. Wow. Like if you go on Experian.com uh-huh. and you go to your credit summary and you scroll down and you look at the different FICO scores, it, w- it will tell you like, okay, if you're going to get a car, we're using FICO too. This is your car FICO score. This is your mortgage FICO. This is the cre- this is the bank car FICO score. Wow. So there's different ones. Yeah. Okay. So you've been in the credit world, right? Mm-hmm. So... Is that how you merge over into the Airbnbs? Yeah, because we use the bank's money to get the Airbnb started. So, okay. So, with the Airbnbs, are you purchasing the property or are you doing it like no, renting? we're master leasing. So, we're leasing. I don't even like I'll, to say Airbnb. I like to say short-term rentals because it's such a broader aspect. So than just okay. So, how does that work, though? Um, this I is go, we go get corporate leases. So, we go to the apartment complex. We get a corporate lease and we say, you know... Um, we can, we, I corporately, you, I go to the complex, I get the corporate lease for me, mm-hmm. and then I get a, I do an amendment to the lease, like an addendum to the lease uh-huh. that allows me to do short term rentals and okay. vacation rentals. So you, you wanna get full disclosure. Don't ever go, I'd have been that girl. <laughs> like, so when you say full disclosure, full disclosure meaning I'm telling this apartment complex that I am going to be doing Airbnb. Like uh, I ain't hiding. Okay. No, I didn't hear it. Yeah, because I went and to it. Feel like selling dope, and I ain't doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I ain't never sell dope a day in my life. But goddamn, yeah, I done felt like it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would figure that because I got an Airbnb in Orlando, and the girl she didn't. I don't think she told the people. Mm. And when I walked in, I was like, "Oh, hey, I'm here at Airbnb." They're like, "Oh what? no." Oh no! Yeah, no, I kind of no. stinched, but I didn't know. I was yeah. like, "Okay." First of all, she should have told you. See, she she, she didn't have her stuff down to a science. That's the first thing. 
But you want to give full disclosure. You know okay. what I'm saying? And the thing is, the reason why you want to be, because you see how you say, I went to the leasing office and say, I'm here for the Airbnb. Yeah. We are a culture that, like, you, we so embedded that the first thing we do when we on vacation is we go to the leasing office. We go, we want to go to the front desk, like yeah. a hotel. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's not a matter of if you're going to get caught, it's when you're going to get caught because <laughs> your guests going to fuck you up. Like, it's just, like I'm just being honest. Like, oh. somebody going to get in a fight. Somebody going to yeah. lose a key. Somebody going to want to check in like they had the SLS or the Fountain Blue, and it's really yeah. going to mess you up. So your best thing to do is just get full disclosure. When you go, if they say they don't allow it, then don't even deal with it. Just go and find you. It's a, it's hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of apartments out here. And the beautiful thing about Airbnb is a global business. If you can't do it in the United States, you we can do it somewhere else. We can go wow, to Dubai. So it's we global. We can go to the Caribbean. Yeah, so, you know, when we talk about Airbnb, people really only think the U.S. I don't know why. It's yeah. a global business. They have over one. 1.9 million listings like you know so how are you getting your hand on that is yeah. that like a holy grail or is it no as far as like getting global like getting the listings um, like well no you, you become you can become a listing so like with us all right um the properties that I have in houston have about 12 in one in one apartment building um you just go i say hey i want to be the thing is you're going to put the listing together okay you know what i'm saying so you're going to put your listing on airbnb and what other other vacation short-term rental applications mm -hmm. however but the first things first is getting the dang on lease and getting somebody to agree to letting you do airbnb or short-term rentals so you want to give you want to be very transparent about that so okay. that's going to be the hardest part of this game is getting a landlord or community to agree a lot of these apartments have really tightened up restrictions you have a lot of cities and states that's not very airbnb friendly okay like miami beach for example it's like a whole area on miami beach that's completely banned from doing airbnb wow. like they got a whole airbnb task force they'll come and knock on the door while you're guessing there and be like yo y'all gotta get the hell about here like i gotta go and then find the owner you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you want to be very careful, you know, because even though the thing is you want to make money, but you got to understand you are now in the hospitality industry. You stepping on the toes of the, of the hotel. Yeah, yeah. That's like or the Hilton's. Yeah, the Hilton's, the, the, you know, the, the Fountain w, Blues, yeah. the W's. Like, yeah. they, you think they want you in that space? No, no this facts. is about money. This is not about, oh, you know, Airbnb is not safe. It, I've never had any unsafe issues with my Airbnbs. It's all about money. It's about these hotels pay big money to lobbyists to stop things like this from happening. Yeah. So you just got to find a way to circumvent the system. No, facts. So how important is location? Location is important. You know, like with anything, it's real estate. Location, okay. location. But that does not mean that you can't find a small place somewhere and your Airbnb or your short-term rental won't do well. Like, say, mm. for instance, let's think about some place like Gatlinburg, Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? Black folks been going there quite a while now for Christmas. Like, every night, all black people trying to go to the mountain. Yeah, see, yeah, as, yeah. As a, as a black short-term rental business owner, sometimes we only think about places that we want to visit. But what mm. about these little small off-the-grid areas that's doing really well and just booming that yeah. you know absolutely nothing about? No, you know facts. what I'm saying? But it also goes to what type of value are you bringing to the marketplace? What demographic are you trying to attract? And what in and, and are you standing out amongst all of these listings? Yeah. So it comes it comes down to that as well. Okay. But location does play a factor, but let's not just say we only want to look at big cities because there's small places that's doing really well. Is, is mm. also okay. So you got to yeah. take outside the box. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So is there any platforms that you use to analyze the markets? Yes. 
you can lose mash vibes and see now nah, I'm giving you know I got a master class coming up. I'm giving I'm, I'm, I'm giving my stuff away now she <laughs> giving all the tea make sure y'all hit the link yeah, in her bio you know to get that master class exactly five day master class October the 17th through the 21st you know okay. I'm giving okay. out all the games you know what I'm saying okay. um, but yeah you can use um, platforms like mash visor mm-hmm. um, to look at analytics to look at you know the occupancy rates and things like that there's others out there as well you have wheelhouse you have but I like to use Mash Visor. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah. you, you have Price Lab. So there's so many different apps that you can use as a host that can help you on your journey, you know. But if you are a host, I will tell anybody that you want to build you a team because if not, you're going to build yourself another job, especially mm. for those of you who work a nine to five already. Be okay with hiring a cleaner. Get you a maintenance person. Okay. You know, build you a team. I don't care if it's a small team, but that way it alleviates some of the pressure from you from running that unit. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna cut into your profits a little bit, but now you can grow. Now you can focus on scaling your short-term rental business. Like, who wants? I didn't leave the police department to come out here and just get one damn Airbnb. Like, that ain't what I do. Did yeah. <laughs> okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want to think big. Like, you want to think, like, what is going to be the long term? What does the three-year model look like for me with this business? Like, what type of revenue do I want to generate? How many properties do I want to have? What type of team do I want to build? And you can host remotely. You don't have to be afraid to have a unit outside of your backyard. So it does Mm. not have to be where you live at. Okay. Yeah. So what would you say are some the most common mistakes, like, newbies make? Um, Getting um, dirty leases. Mm. That's the first thing because they dirty, like dirty they get, leases. Getting dirty leases, they get tired of looking. They just throwing a damn tile and be like, "Man, I'm just gonna do it." Yeah, <laughs> just go on some faith. Yeah, and then becoming your own cleaner. No, yeah. So now you trying you the customer service, you the cleaner, and you the maintenance, and you wonder why you tired as hell. Cleaning yeah. units ain't no joke, baby. Let I me could tell imagine. You. I, try, I call myself was going to clean. It don't matter. And the <laughs> goddamn it, people to stay for one day is the dirtiest. You'll think, oh, it's a one-day stay. They just come and mess your all up. Oh, like, man. Man, so. So yeah. how do you find good cleaners, though? Um, You can use apps. There's apps you can use. Or you may have someone in your family that has a cleaning business. Okay. But, but, but I am really big on if you're going to be my cleaner, you need to have at least, it need to be two of y'all. I'm not going to just mm. depend on one of y'all to come and it's taking you six hours to clean one of my units. That's just not going to happen. Okay. So you want to be very, um, you can go on apps like TaskRabbit. Task. You can find a cleaner on there. Okay. You know, and try to, and then sometimes your cleaner can become your property manager. They can become like your, I'm sorry, your site lead, your project, like the mm-hmm. site lead to kind of oversee what's going on in the unit. Okay. And you can use them for a two for one. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, okay. Because you want to be really big on that. Like, that that one man band cleaning show, nah. That ain't working. I'm not doing that no more. So, how you manage the units? Is it, like, manual or do you have, like, No, we have guest system? management channels where you can automate everything. Like, you want to automate, automate. Automate and delegate. That's the name of the game. So, mm. guest management channels. And there's several of them out there that you can use. You can use IGMS. You can use Hostfully. You okay. can use Getsy. Like, they, you just pick and choose which ones you like. And those are things that we touch, uh, touch on in the five-day challenge. Because, mm. you know... People think it's just as easy as, oh, I'm going to get an apartment. I'm going to throw some stuff in this apartment. And yeah. now I'm going to put this shit on Airbnb. And I'm going to boom. And I'm going to be the, banking. And it does not necessarily work like that. There's you know so many different intricates, especially when you're going to scale it and grow it to the next level. Mm-hmm. You need to know how to run your operations. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, even for me right now, we have a full service, like a full-time customer service team. So, and they run, operate from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Okay. Because you have guests to check in late. Guests need things while they're in the unit. Uh, what if I'm out having dinner with my family? I ain't trying to stop. Yeah. You know, so that's why it's about delegation. And I show you how to build you a team, like, you know, and so it's not going to break the, break your pockets either. And okay. then you need scripts for your team. Like, what do you, you know, you need your um 
You need a guide, a hosting guide. You need to have a manual, like things like that. So everything that you need to successfully run your business. Yeah, you can do it on your own. You can Google and YouTube, but YouTube and Google sometimes does not teach you application. Yeah, it gives you the knowledge, exactly, but doesn't yeah. show you how to apply it. How to apply it, no, exactly. facts. Yeah. So that's the problem. So I know everybody be like, oh, here come a course. Here, here come, come a master class. <laughs> here come a webinar. But God damn it, it takes research and time. Blood, sweat, yeah, and tears. Yeah, no, yeah, you yeah. pay for the mistakes. You ain't paying for the success. No, facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so how are you styling the Airbnbs? Do you have um, like themes or, or is it no, just No, everything is just like normal, nice Airbnbs. But I do have a designer that um, we pay to like put the look together. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so we kind of have everything streamlined. Okay. But when you have multiple properties, you want to streamline the process as much as possible. And I try to be, I don't want to be the worker bee. I'm trying to be more of the overseer, the visionary, mm. and then I can have my team, you know, do the action taking. Okay. So how do you figure out your price points for the units? Um, that's why you use things like MassVisor. You do your research. You look at, you know, what's the actual prices and you look for your break points. Like there's a lot of, I'm going to say a lot, but there's things that go on in the background for you to look at how you're going to price the unit. But mm -hmm. you want to look at what's, what's being priced in that area already. And then that goes back to bringing value to the marketplace. Because if you bring in value, you can probably overcharge what's being charged out there already. Uh, and still make your money. You don't have to necessarily be the Walmart of Airbnbs. You can yeah. be the Target. Or you may be the Neiman Marcus. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It yeah, depends yeah, yeah. on the value that you bring in. And then, like, with, I, and that's why I say, I don't like to say Airbnb, because what if you can get contracts and just do corporate leasing? Like, when you can have longer-term stays with solo travelers. Or you can mm. use expats that come from other countries. You know, so how that, does that work, corporate leasing? Um, so, because it is a corporate lease. Remember, it's in your corporate business name. So okay. that means I can allow people to have businesses, and when they their um, employees need a place to stay, they can come stay in this corporate housing like that I have available for them. So, so you do so, that as well? We're working on that right now to okay. get some contracts. So say, for instance, if you're in Spain, well, we've had a couple already. But we didn't get the contract, but we just had a couple. It just happened to fall in our lap. But we had a couple um, people that were coming from, like, Mexico yeah. or Spain, and they actually ended up staying in the units, like, 60 days, 90 days, because they were working remotely mm -hmm. from their country. So mm. you can do that as well. Okay. Yeah. So what's the profits looking like that you're pulling in monthly? Well, it depends. on. I tell anybody you're looking at about one to $3,000, um, but it depends on the market. It can be more in some markets. Like, I had one unit. I made $20,000 off of one unit. I profited. In a month? In a month. I profited. Damn. Um, what, how much did I profit off that unit? I think I profited about eight or I don't, about $9,000 off of that unit. Yeah, but that was a very high-end luxury unit. You know, where's that located? I ain't gonna at? tell you. <laughs> 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 Yo, 20 bitch. Yeah, Whoa, yeah. okay. I'm gonna keep that one. Yeah, you know and you know, black folks, boy, we find some information. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I won't never see money like that again in my life. Woo. <laughs> okay, so what's the best way to structure the business? Is it an LLC, an S Corp? Okay, let me give you the disclaimer I am not an accountant, you know what I'm saying? Like, but. Okay. You want to have an LLC. You got to be very careful with an S-Corp. I'm an S-Corp. When you become an S-Corp, baby, you got to take a salary. You have mm. to itemize things differently. You need you an actual accountant on board. So be very careful how you set it up. I would suggest with anybody, talk, go on Fiverr or go on Upwork 
or go and find you a credible accountant within your neighborhood and let mm-hmm. them help you set up your business properly and also have them even do your financial projections, show you what a profit and loss statement is. Like start talking to an accountant now about these things. Uh-huh. That way you can set your foundation up properly. Because I know mm-hmm. we got a lot of, including me, because I'm going to call myself out too, social media gurus. We think we got all the answers, but goddamn, I am not certified to do nobody taxes, yeah. nobody accounting work. I am not a CPA. Okay. So you want to talk to someone who can tell you how to structure because with being the S-Corp, if your business is not making enough money, you can find yourself in some trouble. And then on mm. top of that, there's more filers. You have to do 941s. You have to do 1120s. You got to do, okay. man, I had a damn headache the first time all the paperwork they had me filling out. I was like, what is this? I should have stayed the LLC. Yeah. What am I doing? But it's about growth. So the more your company grows, the different you have different needs. So that's why mm-hmm. I would definitely... I don't care if you just getting started or you haven't even created the LLC. I would definitely say, you know, take advantage of just sitting down with an accountant and talking about them. Talk to them about the advantages of being an LLC, an S Corp, a C Corp, or Inc. And figure out which one works. Which one's the best way? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay. So how so how do you make some expenses a tax write off? You need to be an LLC. <laughs> like okay. that, that, so you, you can't do, do that, that with the S corp. Yeah. So no, yes you can. Yes you can. But you know LLC is still uh, S corp is still an LLC. It's just categorized differently. So you like you are LLC but I'm an S corp. Oh, okay. I told I know accountant I you you asking me like, I can I don't know. Okay. So <laughs> now, you got but, the master. Okay, but you go do ahead. need to be itemized. You do need to itemize your deductions and you want to take advantage of these tax deductions. Uh-huh. You need to have an LLC. You know mm. what I'm saying? Okay. So and then if you're gonna get a corporate lease, how are you gonna get a corporate lease and you ain't got an LLC? You don't have a corporation. Like I tell my mentees and my students, if you're gonna do business, do business. So set everything up properly, do yeah. it the right way, and take it from there. Okay. Yeah. So you got the master class. Yeah. What made you want it to decide to teach? That's a good question. People kept asking me, like, to be honest, I didn't even want to bring out my turnkeys. I was trying to gatekeep that. Because one thing about black folks, like, I'm going to be real. I'm going to keep it real. It's hard to get black folks to give up some damn money. That's the first thing. No, that's then true. when they do give it up, everybody thinks it's a scam. Because so, they, they out here. Is that? I know. Come on, I to know. give somebody, like, when I first started trying to get into real estate, I'm going mm-hmm. to all these events, and it sounds good, and. All we need is 30000 from you. I'm like, ah, damn, I'm trying to make 30000 hey, I feel you. I feel but you know the knowledge is priceless. You know what I'm saying? But Facts. the thing is, and what you have to do is you got to get your money's worth moment for whatever you invest. No, I'm really, I didn't invest it in myself, so I get it. And I didn't went through the same thing. So, uh-huh. you know, the, the thing is, is though, you know, when you're going to be an investor, like, because whether you do, when you become an a Airbnb business owner, a short-term business owner, you're now an investor. You have invested into real estate. It's, this is a different form of real estate, but nonetheless, okay. it's still real estate. Okay. So you have to be okay with knowing with an investment, a loss can happen. You know what I'm saying? You can make money, you can lose money. No different mm. than traditional real estate. No different than the stock market. No different than having your own business that you just did as a startup yeah. or a growing company. The problem with um, a lot of people, I'm not going to say our culture because this is just cultures in general, we don't want to take no hits. We don't no, know, I right. don't take no loss. But why do you think people are afraid to take risks, though? Because the thing is, is that we don't know what's on the other side of the risk. We don't know if we're going to win or lose. And instead mm-hmm. of looking at it like, you know what, it's an investment. And whether I win or I lose, I'm going to take my money's worth moment from it. And I'm going to go out here and make a win out mm-hmm. of it. You know, we look at it like, oh, shit, I can't afford to start over. I can't afford that's, to you know what I'm saying? That's my that's only my 10 last. bands. So don't be invested with your last 10 bands. If that's the case, don't invest your last 10 bands. Yeah. Wait till you got it and you invest, you know, or you start out small. So instead of investing your whole 10, you give two. 
You know, like, that's why I have a price point for my students, or if you want to work with me to come in at every angle. Okay, master class is $97. Oh, you don't want to do that? You could have came to my master class. Well, I'm sorry, the challenge is $97 or $297. Okay. Or you could have came to the master class for the freebie. You could get on my live on TikTok or Instagram, and I drop you a couple gems there for free. Yeah. Or now... You can do a course. The course is eleven ninety seven. Or if you want to do a mentorship, that's fifteen thousand. Or if you want to do an investment where we actually work together and I put the business together for you, it's a higher price point. But you come in where you fit in at. So mm-hmm. don't give me your last. Matter of fact, if this your last, don't even give it to me because I don't want you calling me every five minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh my God, what's happening? Because it's an investment, and investing uh-huh. takes time. And I have to explain to people: most businesses fail within the first five years because they don't have capital. You have no structure or it could be different variables, right? So with Airbnb, because it's an instant cash flow business, a lot of people want to get into it because it seems like it's easy, like credit. It it ain't costing a lot of money to get in. Mm -hmm. It seems pretty easy. We always want the easy shit. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So it seems easy, and then but we want easy and we want to make a lot of money. We want easy and a lot. So you <laughs> we want easy yeah, and a lot. You need to make a damn choice because <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you want a lot of money, usually you got to be able to solve a problem. It's gonna be a, it's hard to solve no, problems. Facts. So the bigger the problem, the bigger the profit. So. You want me to help you solve these problems, but you want me to do it fast. You don't want to spend a lot of money to get it done. But you looking at somebody, I spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and yeah. take years to get to this point. Facts. But, you know, and with most, and even when I tell my turnkey investors, with your ROI, you can get it back sooner. ROI meaning return on your investment. Okay. But it usually takes 12 to 14 months. So if you're not willing to let your money sit for 12 to 14 months, whether you make money or not on it, then you should not be doing it this is not a good investment for you it's no different than when grant cardone goes and says come invest in grant cardone capital when you need to be an accredited investor and Mm -hmm. you invest a hundred thousand dollars with us and we're going to keep that money tied up for a year in this investment project that you don't get no control over with the turnkey you get a little control you get to see it you get a sub so when you say turnkey turnkey meaning you're going to invest your money Mm -hmm. um it well it's twenty four thousand now the price goes up in december but twenty four thousand, twenty four thousand. But that includes your master lease. Um, you get. I'm sorry. We master lease, and you get the sublease. We put the actual team together. We run all of your property management. We do everything for you. You do not lift a finger. This is a completely passive income situation. The only thing you do is put your money in. You watching your money work now. So, are you showing the process as it goes, or are you yeah. just doing it and they're just saying, um, "Hey." They get to see the process because you get to get your listing. You're a co-host on it. You get full access to your calendars. You get your payout after every booking. Mm -hmm. Um, There's an 85-15 split, so we get 85% of the – I'm sorry. They get 85% of the booking. Let me hear you. Let me me clear that up. Okay, where's the benefit of this? They get 85% of the booking, Uh and we get 15% for the property management. But you have the option to manage your unit on your own, and we just put – everything together you're essentially getting a business in a box so that's the service that you offer. yes mm-hmm. 25 yes it's 24 oh, however 24. but how you come December, up with that price um because looking at the different variables the furniture admin costs the maintenance deposit first month rent is included so you're putting the furniture in there too with the yeah. 24 mm-hmm. the furniture your first month rent your any permits that we need putting the unit together wow. but that price is going to go up in december because um we're going more to luxury turnkeys like okay. not that these are units are not nice but they're not the luxury high-end turnkeys that we that you know the mm. business model that i would like to have right now so that's why i'm changing the model just a little bit so okay. the price point is going to be a little bit higher but okay. with this 
I'm not going to say you don't get control, but you at least get to see the process. Yeah. You know, like if you were invested as an accredited, invest, accredited investor, like into a real estate deal, mm -hmm. in most cases, you don't get to see what's going on. You just put your money in and then they just send you your, you know, the money from the investment payouts monthly, quarterly or annually. Yeah. Um, and you, your money is just tied up for that whole year. Not saying that it's not a good deal, but it's still passive. Nonetheless, no matter what route you try to go, you have to create passive income. You got to find a way to make money while you sleep. It's no Correct. different than if you decided to get into the stock market. You trying to make money, even though the stock market ain't doing too well right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. the thing is, it's still an opportunity to make money. And then, like, look, if you're not willing to take the risk, you ain't going to never know what the reward is. No, so facts. eventually you got to take a risk somewhere. So what's the yeah. hardest <clears throat> lesson that you would say you learned while being in this business? Airbnb business? Yes. The guests get on my nerves. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot do customer service. That's why I got a whole customer service. Really? My, my patience is not what it used to be. Um, mm -hmm. Another thing is that, you know, it requires a lot because you, there's a lot of different moving parts with Airbnb. Mm -hmm. You know, like we think, like I said, we think it's just a matter of just throwing furniture in a, in an apartment or a house and saying, okay, boom, I can make some money. Yeah. But somebody needs to run this unit. You need a property manager. You know, you got to be, a, you're running a, you're, it's the hospitality business. You got to be yeah. available for your guests. Like there's so many different burials behind the scene and then got to keep your sanity while you doing all this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so you need a property manager to run it? Not a property manager, but we need to have someone on site. Like if the unit is in Houston, I'm in Miami. Somebody needs to go there to mm. see what's going on. If a guest needs something, if, you okay. know, they're missing something, if something breaks, like, you know, we have to make sure that we have a service available so the guest stay will not be interrupted while they're there. You're, you're essentially running your own hotel. Okay. You know, that's okay. what it is. So you enjoy this? I love it. I enjoy it. I'm actually in the process of looking at multifamily buildings right now because mm. um, at the top of the year, that's what we're moving to. Because I'm, to be honest, I'm a lot, I ain't going to lie. I'm just tired of these damn apartment buildings. I'm tired of these everybody. I need my own <laughs> stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong. It's a great business model. It works. You can make money from it. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, I can just get my own and just gut them out, make them what I want them to be and just run okay. them and have full control over how everything So you're getting more. So you're going to purchase <clears throat> the properties now. Yeah. But, okay. but for but to be honest, master leasing is mm -hmm. the is the cheapest, most effective way that you can do it. But that does not mean that you can't make great money by purchasing your building or purchasing your unit. And then if you are going to purchase, you want to find something that's below market value. You want to find distressed properties. You want to find properties that you know need work. Like, okay. You know, so like foreclosures. Exactly. Like that. that way you can pull the equity out. You can use the money from the equity to fix it up, or you can get a hard money loan. Yeah. And you walk into it with making money before you even put a nail in the in the wall okay you know what i'm saying like we want to be smart when we are doing real estate deals no facts facts yeah. facts okay man yo this was so great thank you, you dropped a whole good. lot of knowledge but let everybody know where they can find you at so you can find me on instagram charlie nakia with one a i got a whole bunch of fake pages out there now so be careful yo it's crazy it's like i don't understand like they're going in they're Man. taking all your like i don't get it you don't know who's who now, on tiktok i probably got about 20 fake pages what on tiktok yeah and i think probably on instagram maybe about a good fake eight eight fake pages so be careful i don't I, and i ain't dm and nobody asking them for no money so that ain't me <laughs> no, that ain't even my style <laughs> yeah, yo yeah. it's i've been getting them so much now yeah it, it's it's crazy because people want to make money so it's just a way for them to scam but if you're gonna find me on instagram it's um charlie nakia with one a no underscores no nothing and if you're um on tiktok it's charlie nakia with two a's 
Okay. Yeah. Well, it was so nice to have Thank you, you on, Charlie. You dropped. Hope that could, I, I provided some value for your yes, audience. Yes, you yeah. did. Definitely. You provided yeah. value for me. I might have to hit you up about that class. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Well, let everybody know where they can get the class at. Okay, so um, the class, you can go to my website, charlienakia.com. And you'll be able to get the five-day master class. You can okay. also do a free consultation. So if you want to go over your credit report, you want to see how okay. you can put some moves you can make to fix your credit to get it in the right direction. If you need a trade line and whatever you need to do, because you need to establish yourself to get positioned for the bank to give you money. Mm. You know what I'm You can do a free consultation, 15 minutes. Or you can also qualify if you're interested in doing turnkey. You can qualify because I had to start qualifying people because I was talking to people and wasn't even ready. So uh. you can qualify. Um, and so that if you want to be an investor, you want to partner with me, you want to make some money, just do it. Okay. No, yeah, we definitely got to link up on that because I'm trying to make some money. Hey, ain't we all, though? But don't give me your last. <laughs> give me your last. Keep it. <laughs> 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 Please, I'm honest. I like to be yeah, honest Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, I don't be lying to people. Like, yeah, this yeah. is not, like, it, it's investing. Investing is the slow money game. Like, people be thinking we selling dope, but we at the casino. <laughs> We don't, I don't sell cocaine. <laughs> I just do Airbnb. Yeah, That's yeah. It. You're not getting it back quick like yeah, that. Yeah, like, you know, you're going to get it. But it, it takes time. Like, takes I had time. one of my investors, she got her money back in, like, five months. But oh, wow, another, but that's, that's awesome, though. That's five months. Yeah. Like, people don't be realized, like, that is great. But some people be like, five months, a five year. Month, like, nine, yeah, eight. like, but they, that's a good ROI. And then yeah, yeah. I have another investor, like, we've gone up, we're approaching the eighth month, and we're now getting to her seeing her money back that she invested in. Okay. But it takes eight, time. Eight months is not even yeah. back. That's Even awesome. if it took you a year. Because yeah. imagine, Rick Ross said this at the Boss Up Conference. He had a wing stop. Mm-hmm. It took three years to turn a profit. Three whole wow. years to turn a profit. Most business owners, it takes about three years before you turn a profit. Yeah. So you trying to get your profit back in a year. Mm-hmm. That's unheard of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Real estate is the easiest way to do that, but you got to be patient. Correct. So making money takes patience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, but we in this instant gratification, cryptocurrency, yeah. I need it. Everybody I put it right in 10000 I want 150 right now, bro. Yeah. I can't do that for you. I'm trying, though, shit. I need to do that for myself. <laughs> I'm trying. When I find out, I'm sure going to teach y'all how to do it. Trust Facts. <laughs> Man, it was lovely to have you, you on so again. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. No, of course. It, Thank you for all the gems that you dropped. Appreciate it. I was taking some notes. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Need that. <laughs> Man, y'all know what it is, man. It's your boy, Mr. Williams. I talk great. Click that link below and subscribe. We out of here. Yeah. <laughs>